2 Kings chapter 10, uh, verse number 15 and 16. Amen. You got to say amen. Amen. Verse 15 says, And when he was departed thence, speaking of uh, Jehu, he lighted on Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, coming to meet him, and he saluted him and said to him, is thine heart right as my heart is with thy heart? And Jehonadab answered, It is. If it be, give me, my, give me thine hand. And he gave him his hand, and he took him up to him into the chariot. And he said, Come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. So they made him ride in his chariot. Amen. Amen. Come with me. Come with me and see my zeal oh, for the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house tonight. Praise God. Amen. If you put your Bibles down for a moment, let's pray and ask God to have his way here tonight. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Lord, I need your help tonight, God. I pray your anointing upon this service. God, I pray your hand upon each and every soul here tonight. God, it's not my words, Lord. I pray it's your words, God. It's not my ideas, Lord. I want it to be your ideas. I want it to be your thought. God, I want you to speak tonight, God. I just want to be a vessel. God, anoint my lips to speak, God, the words that you would put in my mouth. Hallelujah, God, as you are speaking to us tonight, open the ears of the hearer, God, and open the heart, God, that we could receive the word of God. Lord, upon good soil, God, let it take root tonight. God, I pray against every distraction. God, I pray against every spirit of opposition here tonight. God, I pray for liberty. I pray for uh, anointing upon this service tonight. God, you want to do something in this place, and I know you do. God, I know you're desiring to work upon, amen, this church and bring some zeal into this house and to bring some uh, fervor into the house tonight. God, I know your desire. Lord, I know what you want to do in this place tonight, God. Lord, I pray your anointing will just destroy the yoke. God, and I pray bring liberty. God, and let there be a powerful moving of your spirit in this house tonight. Hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Let's worship him. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated tonight. Amen. Jehu. Amen. He's, uh, he's passing by in his, his chariot, and he comes upon Jehonadab, and, and he says, hey, amen, I want to show you something. I want you to ride with me. If you can ride with me, amen, I want you to get in my chariot. Elder uh, Howard preached a message about this, similar to a message or from this thought, amen, and admit a couple years ago. Amen. I want to ride, uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, the elders are going, and, 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 and I, want to ride with, I want to ride where the elders are going. I want to go. I don't want to get in my own chariot and go my own direction, and tonight, that's not the direction I'm going with this message, but I just couldn't get that off my heart as I was preparing for this uh, message last night and uh, this morning. But Jehu, uh, he says, hey, Jehonadab, uh, would you come with me? I want to show you something. I want to show you, uh, I, I'm going to do a work for God. I want you to see my zeal, amen, for the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, if you haven't had some zeal uh, uh, in your life, you need to get some zeal about the things of God. Amen. I, I, we, we need to have some, uh, some zeal, amen. That's not just a little uh, a light feeling and a feel-good 
feeling zeal, amen, there's something more deep than uh, to it than just a little bit of excitement, amen. Zeal is a powerful force. Zeal is a controlling force, amen. Zeal, amen, will lead you to do some things, amen, in the kingdom of God you never thought you could ever do before. You never thought you would do before, amen. I'm telling you tonight, God wants to bring some zeal back into your life, amen. And people look and say, man, what's got in to that person? What's got in to that person? And what's got in, when, what happened to this youth group? What's going on? They really got something, amen. They really got something, amen, this year. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a zeal. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Look at me. Amen. Somebody else say, put some attention upon me. I want to show you how to serve the Lord. Amen. I'm not looking at you sitting on a pew. You can sit there if you want to, but I'm going to serve God. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek after the will of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to do what's right. Hallelujah. Look upon me. Come on, somebody. Will you ride with me tonight? Hallelujah. Will you let God take you someplace you haven't been in a while? Take you to some new places in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'd like to talk tonight just a little bit. The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. Oh, hallelujah. My God. I feel God here tonight. Amen. Wanting to bring some zeal back into your relationship with God. Oh, hallelujah. Wanting to bring back some excitement. Amen. About serving God that you haven't had in a really long time. Amen. He wants to bring some zeal. Amen. Back into your heart. Uh, Amen. But you're going to have to accept the invitation. You're going to have to accept the Lord's right now saying, hey, would you come on up a little bit higher? Would you get in the chariot with me? Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you what, Jehonadab, you didn't have to get in, but you did. Now you're going to get in. You're going to go for the ride of your life. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, zeal. Amen. When you get some zeal for God, amen, you'll knock on doors you never thought you would knock on. You'll go up to people you never thought you would dream in every, every day in day in your life you would go talk to. Amen. You never thought you would say, hey, uh, do you go to church anywhere? Uh, uh, would you be with, hey, can I give you a Bible study? I'm telling you, zeal. Amen. It's not your flesh. Your zeal for God is going to drive you if you let it. It'll take you places. Amen. That you never dream. God, hallelujah, the only way revival is going to come is with some zeal. Amen. I'm telling you, the apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost didn't stand up, uh, amen, with the eleven. Amen. Just a few days before, amen, he was denying that Jesus was, that he even knew the man. Amen. And he began to curse and to swear and says, now take that. Does it sound like I'm apostolic? Hallelujah. So therefore, if you curse and you swear, you're not, don't sound apostolic. Amen. Praise God. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Amen. Even them play cuss words. Play cuss words are bad enough. Amen. You don't sound, you don't sound like good, clean mouth. Praise God. Anyway, amen. I'm telling you, he stood up with the 11. Amen. Because something was lit in him. Amen. There was a zeal. Amen. For the Lord that was ignited. Amen. Willing to go to prison. Amen. I wouldn't have done that before, but something, man, I tell you, there's something deep down inside of me that says, I don't care where I got to go. I don't care. I'll go and preach in the prison. I don't care what's got to happen. I'm going to preach. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. Amen. It's because he had zeal for the house of God. He had zeal. Amen. It was eating him up. Amen. It was eating him up. Amen. Amen. Just as a pastor was preaching this morning, amen, Jeremiah, amen, he had fire shut up in his bones, amen, about the word of God. The apostle Peter, he couldn't keep silent because he had zeal. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Zeal, amen, requires someone to tell you to be quiet. Well, you got zeal. The song leader's got to say, Ho, oh, we got to take an offering. Hold on just a minute. We got preaching. Calm down. We got to slow this down just a bit because I want to hear, we got to hear some preaching. That's when you got zeal. Amen. That's when zeal is in the house. Amen. That's when you're eating up with it. Amen. That's when you can't get enough of it. Amen. When somebody's got to tell you, hey, you need to be quiet. You can't say that. You can't witness like that. Hey, I'm on my lunch break. I can do what I want. I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus. I'm going to tell somebody they need Jesus. Then God gives them hope and they can be saved and born again of water and of spirit. Amen. Zeal was going to have somebody tell you, be quiet. Stop talking about that around me. Stop talking about that around this place zeal of thine house hath eaten me up oh hallelujah hallelujah amen amen there's a lack of zeal amen when somebody has to say hey can I get an amen hey anybody out there anybody out there anybody praise God Amen. I'm telling you, there's got to be zeal. Amen. In the house of God. Amen. There's got to be some energy. Amen. There's got to be some reverence and some respect. Amen. For the house of God. Amen. This is a four walls made out of two by fours and sheetrock and paint and carpet. Amen. But this isn't just another old building. Amen. This is the house of God. This is the house of God. This is the house of God. This is God's house. This is His house. It's not your house. It's not my house. It's not anybody's house but it's his house it's where his glory wants to fall it's where his anointing wants to fall and destroy the yoke of sin off of somebody's life off of a sinner it's not your house it's nobody's house but God's oh come on we gotta get some zeal about the house of God Woo! oh come on somebody hallelujah amen I want to know I want everybody to know when I walk in that door I'm coming into the house of God. Hallelujah. It'll change your world. Walking into the house of God. As opposed to just church. Oh, I'm telling you, you walk into a building. Amen. And God's house. Oh, it's the house of the Lord. It's where the glory dwells. It's where the anointing is going to meet with us. You'll walk into this building a little more reverently. You'll walk into this house a little more prayerfully. You'll walk into the house a little more uh, with a little more worship and all adoration unto the Lord. Oh God, this is your house. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, I want somebody. God's trying to get somebody, amen, to get some zeal, amen, for the house of God. Come on, not just a little excitement, uh, amen, not just somebody to work me up a little bit, uh, amen, but somebody to come in and say, "Woo! it's worship time, it's church time. Oh, hallelujah, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart and his courts with praise. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. I'm talking about zeal. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, that'd be a good line right there. You want to know how to witness to somebody? You want to know what to tell them? You want to know how to get them into the house? Eh, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to talk to people. Well, there's a good line right here. Uh, would you like to come to church and see my zeal? For the Lord, 
What does that mean? I'll show you. <laughs> Amen. Have you ever seen anyone swing from chandeliers? Oh, no reason. I'm just curious. <laughs> but I, I, I just thought maybe you'd want to come see something pretty exciting. Amen. Something a little uh, out of the ordinary. Yeah, so out of, out of the ordinary, you may just find victory in your life. So just out of, out of the ordinary, you just might get the Holy Ghost. Just so out of the ordinary, you just might get delivered. Just so out of the ordinary, God might just put your family back together. God might just deliver you, amen, from drugs. God just might just, whoo, I'm talking about zeal. Come on, somebody, you're excited just thinking about it. You're getting excited just thinking about it. Come on, that's a zeal. That's a taste for the things of God. Oh, come on. We got to get that in our heart. Amen. We got to get that out on the street. We got to get that everywhere we go. Hey, would you come with me and see my zeal for the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you tell? Amen. Why don't you show the, 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 the worship leader? Hey, why don't you watch my zeal? Instead of having him say, hey, can I see some zeal? Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm talking about zeal for the house of God. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. I got to, don't line me up to preach the week after heritage ever again. It's going to kill me. Praise God. Amen. The zeal. Come with me. Come on, somebody. Come with me. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what you get in my chariot? We're going to leave everybody else in the dust. Nobody, everybody else that don't want on a ride, they're just going to stay behind. That's all right. Because they're going to go for a ride of your life. Oh, it's church time. We're going to go for the ride of our life. It's church time. Amen. Ain't no telling what's going to happen. Ain't no telling what's going to happen. Come on. I'll show you. Let's go for a ride in my chariot. And I'll show you my zeal for the Lord. Oh, yeah. You got some zeal tonight, somebody. Oh, come on, somebody got some zeal for the Lord. Woo! Yes! Hallelujah! Come on, hallelujah! Oh, that's it. That's it. Come on. Oh, yeah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on! Hallelujah! If you need the Holy Ghost tonight, hallelujah, you can get it in this altar. I don't have to finish anything. God can fill you right now with the Holy Ghost. He can set you free from drugs and alcohol. Amen. And from pernicious ways. He can set you and deliver you. Oh, hallelujah. Woo. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, come on. You may, have, you may know what it's like to get drunk. You may know what it's like to drink. But you've never drunk of this wine. You've never drunk at this fountain. You've never drunk at the Holy Ghost fountain. Amen. I'm telling you what. Get a taste of this and see that it's good. Hallelujah. You'll drink and you'll never thirst again. What are you hungry for? What are you longing for in your life? What's God got in your heart? Why are you here? God's reaching for you. That's what. God's got something to fill your heart's void. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you what. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. People may think, man, you guys are nuts. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. You guys are crazy. Amen. You might not have been drinking, but you sure act drunk. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know what? This, this past week, listening to my uh, girls talking, they're uh, different young people, amen, so, spent so much time in the altar. 
so much time seeking God and prayer, amen, that there's just physically, the Holy Ghost was so consuming, amen, they was acting drunk, laughing, being silly, amen, just, just lost in God. But you know what? Madison was telling me a story. This one girl, they was in the restroom trying to just, she was laughing and cutting up, and she splashed water in her face, or something happened, and she came to it was like, what am I doing in here? This girl was lost and drunk in the Holy Ghost. Amen. When she woke up, she didn't have to worry about what had just happened. Amen. She didn't have any fears, amen, of mistakes that she had just made. She didn't have any concerns, amen, about what did I do? Why, why where's, uh, what, what have I done in with my life? And, 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 and having to reap, uh, amen, repercussions for, for choices made while under the fluence, influence of alcohol, amen. But she was surrounded, amen, by some friends who were saying, hey, you had so much of God, you was just laughing and having a good time. You were smiling and I'm talking there's joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. I'm saying you can come into this place place, amen, full of depression and full of fear and full of doubt, amen, but you get some zeal in your step, in your heart, amen, and let God fill you with the presence of the Holy Ghost, amen, you'll feel in ways you never felt before, you'll feel so much joy you've never felt before, hallelujah, and he can do it tonight. In these altars, hallelujah, because there's some young people, amen, that have a zeal that's been renewed in them, amen. And I got a feeling there's some parents, uh, amen, they're saying, well, I'm not going to let them outdo me, amen. Brother Dale, you going to let the wrist outdo you tonight? You laughing, I ain't. Hallelujah. Come on, moms and dads. Amen, this ain't no joke. Amen, we got to get some zeal about us. If we're going to make it, we got to get some zeal about us. Amen, if we're going to live for God, you got to do it with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. Amen, that's the first thing you got to do is get some zeal about you. Amen, new converts don't make a lot of sense, but they got a lot of zeal. Hallelujah, they got a lot of energy for this kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, it takes a while for them to build up their, uh, their repertoire of excuses. They don't know why they can't. I, okay, sure. Outreach, sure. Pray with those, those folks. Okay. Let's go knock doors. Okay. It takes them a while before they start. Well, I'm, man, I'm busy. I got stuff to do. Hallelujah. Amen. It's because they got zeal. Zeal don't have to make a lot of sense. Zeal doesn't make a lot of sense. Zeal is kind of... Amen. It's that wild hair, amen, in the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, that makes you run the aisles. It's that wild hair in the Holy Ghost that makes you get out in the aisles and shout, uh, amen, when you're going through hell, when you're going through the valley. It's that wild hair that says, I don't care what I'm going through, amen, I'm going to give God some praise and going to give God some glory. Hallelujah. I don't care what's going on at home. I don't care if I'm the only one in my family living for God. It's the zeal, amen, that makes you get out and shout and run and dance and be apostolic. It's that ingredient that the church needs. It's the ingredient that's missing. We've got everything we need. Hallelujah. We've got the dress down. We've got the piano. We've got the music. We've got the singers. We're lacking zeal for the house of God. If we could add that element of zeal, amen, that's the element that makes everything blow apart. It's the element that makes everything explode.
Woo! Hallelujah. May you see it. Amen. Zeal scares some people. Zeal makes people think, I'm going to have to get up. I've already stood up twice tonight. I've got on my good heels. Oh, this may be humorous tonight, but I'm talking, this is real. Amen. You know it is. Amen. Zeal. Missing in the church. Zeal, hallelujah, is what's missing. Hallelujah, fervency, a fervor for the things of God. Amen, revival on, uh, on Thursday and Friday. <laughs> revival again. We just had revival. Well, apparently you need it. <laughs> Apparently, you need it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know when you got zeal? Is when you asked Brother Riggs, say, why don't have we, we have revival this week? I want rev- Can we have revival next week? When's the next time we can have revival, Pastor? When's the next, where's the next youth meeting we can go to? Where's the next, uh, where's the next youth conference? Where's, where's, when can, man, we're already starting to fundraise for heritage next year in camp. And, and, and Lord, I, I, where, can I, where can I, where's a good place I can take my family to a conference? Because, man, I just want to spend the week, uh, amen, where I can get preached to and, and get fed. The whole, that's when you know you've got zeal. That's when you know you've got zeal. Amen. Your zeal's missing when you walk into church uh, twice a week and you can't wait to walk out the door. When you walk in the house, you're so distracted by everything else. You have no zeal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're going to be saved, you're going to have to get some zeal about the things of God. Hallelujah. Get your mind off of this earth. Amen. Get your mind on the things of God. That's when you know you've got zeal. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, Brother Dudley. Amen. Jonathan Dudley preached. Amen. I'm telling you what. He hit it twice. Talking about your cell phone. So he preached out of one, was it Thursday night? Did he preach Thursday night? Thursday night, Friday morning. And Thursday night, he came back Friday morning and said, well, I hit a stump last night, so I'm going to say it again. Amen. He doesn't have to be cell phone. He can be kids. He can be books. He can be whatever. He can just be staring at the back of the pew. Amen. If you've got no zeal, you've got no interest in God. You've got no desire to be here. You're here because I have no idea why. I have no, I don't. Would you explain it to me? Would you explain it to God? Hey Amen. I'm here because I want to be here. <laughs> I'm here because I got my children that I want to see go to heaven. Hallelujah. I pay for a hotel room every year in Colorado Springs because I have children I care about. Hallelujah. I take my kids. We pay money. My wife stays at home. We homeschool our kids because I want them to be saved. That's why I do it. Because hell has unleashed itself upon our families, upon our, our marriages, upon our children. Amen. And I want my family to go to heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Amen. If you ain't got enough guts for you, get enough guts for your family. Get enough guts to live for God for your children. Mm. Woo. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Oh, I'm talking about a zeal for God. Jehu said, come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. Amen. I haven't even got past my text. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is here tonight. Amen. God. Amen. I'm telling you. Amen. Them old timers. Those I wasn't raised back then, 50, 60, 100 years ago. Rush Harbor days. I wasn't raised back then. Amen. But we got a whole lot better. I know we do than they, they do. Hallelujah. But it wasn't as, and I'm not taking away from this testimony because I shouted when I saw two. But when they, they raised the, the crutches in the air, I don't think that was as, as, as so shocking and surprising back then as it was to us on Friday night. Hallelujah. Because all they had was zeal. All they had was a fervor for God. All they had, amen, was a trust in God and a hope in the Lord. Amen. All they had, amen, they didn't have the sound system and they didn't have anything else. Amen. And the man of God stood and just began to preach and to teach. Amen. The Holy Ghost began to fall. Hallelujah. People began just to worship God. No music maybe at all, just to the presence of the Lord. Amen. Because there, there was a glory that was there. Amen. The world around, they didn't have anything but the Holy Ghost and the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Jehu. Amen. He was anointed king. Amen. And he was given orders to kill Ahab and his sons for vengeance. Amen. Of the death of prophets that Ahab and his wife and the wickedness that Ahab had done. And man, Jehu, he was slick. He killed them all. He had them all killed. As, as was prophesied. He, he destroyed, amen, the prophets and worshipers of Baal. Amen. He did. He killed them all. He, he, he devised a plan and said, bring them all into the house. He, he said, I, I, if you, you, you think Ahab worshipped Baal a little bit, I'm going to worship you, you. By the time you see what I do, and worship Baal. Ah, you're going to be saying Ahab was a small worshiper. But he did this as a trick. He did this to, to connive the worshipers of Baal. He was showing Jehonadab, hey, here is my zeal. I'm going to show you. I'm going to destroy out all the, 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 the false prophets. Uh, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to kill Ahab. I'm going to kill his 70 sons. And I'm going to have I'm going to bring everybody together. He brought them all together. And he said, now. Make sure there's no worshipers of Jehovah. Make sure there's no worshipers of the Lord Jehovah in this place. Because I just, I, I, just, I, I don't want them to interfere with what we got going on here. Amen. Then he commanded that they be destroyed. Set up, I believe, 80 men around, amen, this building. says, if anyone gets away, kill them. Amen. And so all of them were destroyed. Amen. And he killed them. Amen. As he was commanded. What zeal for the Lord. What zeal he had. No tolerance, amen, for the worshipers of Baal. No to tolerance, amen, for the worshipers of false gods. No tolerance, amen, for, for those uh, uh, idolatrous uh, uh, Baal worshipers and, and, and those that were, that, that were trying to infiltrate and to influence. What zeal Jehu had. Hallelujah. He wanted Jehonadab to see how zealous I am. You know what? How he proved his uh, zealousness. I don't know if that's a word or not. He says, get in my chariot. What's that going to do? Well, 2 Kings 9, chapter 9 and verse 20, it says, And the watchman told, saying, He came even unto them and cometh not again. And the driving is like the driving of Jehu, the son of Nimshi, for he 
driveth furiously. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, hey, I want to show you, amen, how zealous I am. Hallelujah. Get in with me in my chariot. Uh, amen. He was identified with his furious ways. That crazy Jehu. He's crazy. He's wild. You ever ridden with him? Yeah, it's almost as bad as riding with Josh. Jehu said, get with me. I'll show you how zealous I am. I'll show you how zealous I am. I tell you what, Jehonadab, amen, he probably heard stories. He said, he, he, hey, come, he got on and, <laughs> hallelujah. He hung on for dear life, amen, because, amen, uh, Jehu was going to prove how zealous he was. He was going to show him how zealous he was. He had become identified. With his furious ways. Hallelujah. Don't confuse zeal for the Lord with furious ways. Come on. Hallelujah. Don't confuse the two. Hallelujah. Jehu was wild. Jehu, amen. People said, boy, man, he's really. No, no, no. Amen. Jehu, amen, had a problem. Jehu did what Jehu wanted to do. Jehu drove how Jehu wanted to drive. Jehu, amen, he says, hey, I'm going my own way. Jehu says, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight, amen, in what I'm saying. Jehu, amen, he wanted to prove himself how bad he was. He was more concerned about Jehu. Yeah, he killed some prophets of Baal. Yeah, he destroyed some worshipers of Baal. But you know what? I really don't think that was as much about them serving a false god as it was about him beating his chest. Look at me. Look at me. Hallelujah. I'm going somewhere here tonight. Hallelujah. We got to have zeal. Amen. Amen. Jehu had zeal. Amen. Amen. But I'm talking about zeal for the house of the Lord. There's a difference. Come on, there's a difference. You may have zeal in your life. You may have some, uh, uh, some, uh, you have, may have some zealous moments in your walk with God. You may have some zealous moments where you tear down some, some things in your life. You, you may have some zealous moments in the altar. You may have some zealous moments of victory. But you're not zealous for the house of the Lord. There's a difference tonight, church. Hallelujah. We can't have zeal that says, hey, let me show you my zeal. Oh, come on. No, 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 don't, no. I don't want to show you my zeal. I, I want you to be zealous for the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm jumping ahead. Amen. But Jesus, he walks into the temple. He destroys and tears down the money changers. He clears the temple. Amen. He wasn't saying, look at me, how big and bad I am. No, no, he looked with his eyes and said, you're, you're perverting the house of God. 
You're perverting the ways of righteousness. You're destroying the house of God. It was never intended to be this way. Amen. He was eaten up with the zealousness of the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. We've got to get some zeal for God's house. Not just zeal of look at me. Look at what I can do. I'm on my own. I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. No, but a zeal for the house of God. Oh, come on. When we can get a zeal for the house of God. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to want to be in the house of God. We're going to want to make sure. Amen. We respect the house of God. Hallelujah. As a holy place of God. Hallelujah. May be seated. Hallelujah. It was obvious to everyone that Jehu was a man really just... Out of control. Just a wild man. It was interesting. I think Jehu thought he was a man completely in control. Don't tell me how to drive my chariot. Don't tell me how to drive my chariot. I'm not going too fast. I'm not going too wild. I'm not going to shipwreck. Come on, somebody. Jehu thought, that's never going to happen to me. Jehu thought, I'm never going to be the one to wreck my chariot. I've been riding this way my whole life. What are you talking about? Come with me. Let me see, show you. My zeal. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, Jehu had it all wrong. Jehu had it all wrong. Hallelujah. He destroyed the images of the house of Baal. He burned the images. He broke down the image of Baal. Amen. He, he broke down the house of Baal. Made it a drawed house. This is 2 Kings 10, verse 26 through 29. Thus Jehu destroyed Baal out of Israel. What a man. What a man Jehu was. Amen. Look at the zeal that he had. Look at the zeal, zealousness, the zeal that he had for, uh, uh, for, for his, in his life. Man, look at the energy. Look at the, man, look at what he could do. Look at what he could do by himself. Look at what Jehu did. Look how wonderful Jehu is. Look how great Jehu is. Jehu don't need anybody. Jehu's got it all under control. Jehu, Jehu, Jehu. Second Kings 10 verse 29 says, How be it from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, who made Israel to sin, Jehu departed not from after them. Oh, yeah. Look at all the zeal. But Jehu couldn't get away from the sins of Jeroboam. To wit, the golden calves that were in Bethel and that were in Dan. What was in Bethel? What was Dan? What was the significant? Were they Baal sites? Were they Baal worship sites? No. Were they, were they, were they houses of worship of, of false gods? No. So what did Jeroboam do? What was so bad about Jeroboam? Well, Jeroboam had rebelled against Rehoboam. 
and he took ten tribes of Israel, amen, with him to the north, amen, and he said he was afraid the people that followed with him was going to go back to Jerusalem where the house of God was, where the real spirit of God dwelt. So he says, well, hold on just a second. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's some golden calves. I'm going to put one in Bethel. I'm going to put one in Dan. Amen. Elder Gross preached so wonderfully a few years ago, five or six years ago at this point, about this passage and this story. Amen. When the kingdom was divided, amen, he created two locations of worship. Amen. To mimic the real house of God. Oh, look at Jehu's zeal. Oh, look at my zeal. Look at who I am. Look at my fervency. Look at, boy, what I can do with these two buttes right here. I can tear down. I can build up. I can kill and destroy. But you know what? God said, it's not good enough just to have zeal. What was his sin? He made an imitation house of God. He tried to imitate what God really wanted to do in the house. He created two places. He says, listen, it's just fine here. It's okay. Follow after me. Jeroboam did. And you know what? Jehu, he kind of thought that was all right. You know why? Because it didn't require anything of Jehu. It didn't require any change of Jehu. He says, hey, we can just, you know what? We'll just serve these golden calves. Hallelujah. Amen. He had no zeal for the house of God. He had zeal. Amen. But it was about look at me. Amen. It wasn't about, hey, let's get back to the house of God. Let's get back to some zeal for God's house. He says, you know what? I'm fine with imitating the real thing. I'm fine, amen, with coming in, amen, and just worshiping a golden calf and going home. I'm fine with coming in, amen, to this house of Bethel or this house of Dan, amen, and just going through the motions, amen. And God said, hey, you know what? I'm not happy with that. Hey, I really am displeased with that. Hey, I'm going to strip out the kingdom from your hands. But what about your zeal? Yeah, you have zeal for you. But you don't have zeal for the house of God. Hallelujah. You don't have the zeal like you used to for God's house. Amen. And if you see, if you ever look at a map, amen, Bethel was at the bottom, the bottom half, amen, of the northern kingdom. Amen. And Dan was at the northern half, amen, at the very top of the northern kingdom of Israel. Amen. And before it was all said and done, they could go to either one, but before it was all said and done, everyone went to the furthest place possible, to Dan, as far away as they could get from the real thing. Oh, there was no zeal, no zeal for the house of the Lord. There was no zeal for God's house. That was the furthest thing from Jehu's mind. He said, oh, yeah, come take, take a look at me. Take a look at me. And the whole time God's saying, what about me? Hallelujah. You can walk into the house of God and hoping everybody looks at you. And hoping everybody's attention is upon you. And hoping you're distracting everybody just enough. And hoping everybody sees you just enough. And, and hope, you know what? I'm telling you, God's not pleased. Because you've lost your zeal for the house of God. 
Oh, hallelujah. We've got to get that zeal. Hallelujah. We can't settle for imitation, church. We can't settle for the imitation move of the Holy Ghost. We can't settle for some mosh pit of just loud music and, and strobe lights and, and try to work in people. No, no, we can't settle for that. We've got, to, we've got to get to that place where I'm not satisfied until the glory comes down, until the anointing falls, until the power of God fills this house. Amen. Until, amen. Until every service, there's crutches being waved in the air. Amen. And blinded eyes just being opened and deaf and ears being unstopped. We've got to get a zeal for the house of God. We've got to get eaten up with the zeal of thine house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. True worship was at Jerusalem. It was in the temple that Solomon built. It was at the temple where Solomon and God had an understanding. Hallelujah. Solomon, amen, and God... Amen. Had an understanding. They had an agreement about the house of God. They had an agreement about that temple in Jerusalem. There was an understanding about what was going to happen in the purpose of the house of God. There was an understanding about that house. Amen. Not just any house, but that house. There was an understanding. Amen. Solomon, he went before the Lord. Amen. And God said, okay, I'm going to be in agreement with you here. This place is going to be special. There's going to be something special about this house. Jeroboam had created the cheap version of God's house. There's no substitute for that house. No substitute. Amen. This conference, Heritage Conference, is growing by leaps and bounds. So much so that they're having to actually possibly get a new facility next year because they've outgrown the church. Tuesday night at the uh, meet and greet, the whole sanctuary is filled. Monday night, you're, we sat the first night. We had to sit out in the foyer because it was so, amen, packed inside the sanctuary. Amen. And I have a feeling, amen, there's other youth conferences going on across this country. Amen. But you know what? There's people coming from California. There's people coming from the East Coast. There's people coming from Texas. There's people coming from all over, amen, willing to make the drive. Amen. I talked to one man, amen, pastors in Oklahoma. Amen. It says in three months, they decided they weren't going to go to another conference, but they had to get the heritage. Amen. Amen. And so they raised $10,000. To get the heritage. Why? He says, because I, this, there's nothing like this anywhere else in this country. There's no other conference like this conference. Uh, amen. I'm telling you, there's nothing, amen, that can substitute a real move of God. There's nothing that can substitute, amen, the, the house of God, amen, where there's an agreement with the man of God and God himself. Uh, amen. I'm telling you what, uh, God has given an agreement, uh, amen, between himself, uh, amen, and Pastor Riggin, amen, for this house. And he has said, I will put my spirit there. I will bring revival here. Amen. I want to put my glory there, right here. I've started a new work. Amen. I'm ready to strike the eighth note and it's going to be an agreement between me and you. Hallelujah. 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 And we read again Jesus responded to the house being misused. John 2 verse 13 through 17. You can read it. Amen. But he goes 
Amen. He finds them. He looks at, he sees them selling oxen and sheep and doves. Verse 15, he made a scourge of small cords. And he drove them all out of the temple, the sheep, the oxen, and he poured out the changers' money. God don't care about your money. If it's going to go against the house of God and the man of God. He overthrew the tables. He said unto them that sold doves, take these things hence. Make not my father's house a house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered that it was written. His disciples remembered. They saw Jesus come in, turn over the tables, kicking the money changers out, making a whip. They saw him, they're going, I'm sure they're going, hey, dude, Jesus is making a whip. What did you do? I could only imagine it didn't, he didn't go buy it off the shelf. Jesus made, he took the scourge, a whip in his hand. He made this whip. And I, surely no one asked him, I'm Jesus. What are you making the whip for? As I tell Braden, the man of a thousand questions, um, about every ten minutes, you'll learn more by watching, son, than by asking me. Because I can show you better than I can explain it many times, right? So I think that's what Jesus was trying to say. Listen, he walked in. It didn't take discernment. It didn't take much discernment. It just him took him walking in going, what's going on? This isn't, I, I'm not seeing what I'm supposed to see. I'm not seeing what this house was built for. I'm not seeing what this house was designed for. I, what's, why am I seeing money changers? Why am I seeing this house, amen, my house, perverted in this way? And he began to drive them out. And began to, somebody told me, God, he's love and he's not going to hit nobody. I said, that's nonsense. Because if they weren't any quicker than him, they got hit. I'm assuming he was aiming to kill. At least wound really bad. I don't think he was playing around. I think he was serious. I think he was so angry because this house, his house, oh, there was something missing from the house. It wasn't what it was meant for. He goes back and remembers. I'm getting ahead of myself, but he goes, I remember me and Solomon had a conversation about this house, this house, this house, and this isn't what we agreed to. This isn't what this house was meant for. This isn't what this house was supposed to be. But over time, amen, they became lax. Over time, they became comfortable. Over time, amen, they lost their zeal for the house of God. And Jesus driving out, man, he's angry, kicking stuff over. Hallelujah. Amen. I've always heard, you know, if you say, I want to be like Jesus, you say, well, you know what, making a whip and hitting people and driving them out of church is an option. It's okay to laugh. But Jesus has in his rage of anger. The disciples, their mind went back to a psalm in the Old Testament. And they remembered and they said, oh, oh, 
It's written, the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. Jesus didn't say, he didn't say, hey, guys, I'm making this whip because I'm so upset with these people. I'm so mad. No, no. He just made a whip and started whipping. He just started cleaning house. And then the disciples said, oh, wow. Oh, God's not happy. He's not happy with what's going on. Because I remember, I remember now what the house of the Lord was supposed to be. I remember what, how many times had they been in the temple? How many times were they confident and comfortable with the, what was going on? How many times had they walked in and just let everything be as so? How many times did the preacher men, amen, come into the house of God under the same conditions? And things just be so as Jesus did. But Jesus there was a difference. There was a difference. Amen. The disciples said, I see his zeal for the house of the Lord. I see his zeal. Amen. You know what? When you walk into the house of God and you have a zeal for the house of God, you're not going to let anything be out of place. You're not going to bring anything into the house of God. Amen. That would change what it was intended for. Amen. You're not going to do things during time of prayer. When you know that it was intended for a time of prayer. You're not going to do things during the preaching. Amen. You're not going to do things during the worship service. You're not going to do things during an altar call. You're not going to put yourself, amen, in a position, amen, to compromise what God intended this house to be. When you have a zeal for the house of God. Hallelujah. A zeal is an excitement of your mind. Fervor of spirit in defending a person or a thing. That's what zeal is. It's about defending something. It's about, zeal is not just excited. Zeal, zeal means I'm going to defend it. I care so much about it, I'm going to defend it. I'm going to put effort into this. I've got energy about this. I'm not willing to let it just slide back the way it used to be. I'm not willing to let it go back, amen, to a place, amen, of coldness, amen, where we come in and you can barely hear a murmur in prayer time. I'm not willing. I'm going to defend, amen, prayer service. I'm going to defend Tuesday night prayer. I'm going to defend, amen, outreach. I'm going to defend my man of God. I'm going to defend the things of God, the house of God. That's a zeal. Hallelujah. His zeal. Amen. Of thine house. God's house. His sanctuary. His tabernacle. This building. Jesus wasn't mad. Amen. Because of anything else that was going on around. But when he walked into the building, he had zeal that said, uh-uh, no more. I'm going to stop this right now. Hallelujah. I, 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 this is going to change. I, I'm not going to let this be. The zeal of thine house have eaten me up. It's consuming. It's consuming the strength of the body and the mind by strong Emotions. When things aren't just so in the house of God, it eats at you. Why isn't there a move of God tonight? Oh, what's going on? Well, why, why, why isn't people praying through? Why hasn't somebody prayed through to the Holy Ghost? And, and I don't even remember the last time when, 
When's the last time I, why? I've got zeal. It's eating at me. It's eating at me. Why? 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 Why haven't we had, amen, a, a shout-out service? Amen. And, man, it's been weeks, maybe. It's been months. I don't remember. Oh, God. Yeah, why? What's going on? What is it? What's happening, Lord? It's eating at me. Oh, it's eating at me. Amen. It's driving me to pray. God, what is it? Is it me, Lord? Help me to get it right. Is there something in me that's affecting it? Come on. Somebody needs to get a zeal. Amen. A defense mechanism within you. Amen. That eats at you every time something ain't right in the house of God every time the glory isn't falling in the house of God why why isn't it falling why isn't there miracles why isn't there glory oh it's eating at me pastor oh help me God shows yo reveal it to me I want a zeal for the house of God I want to see my friends uh, amen full of Holy Ghost oh hallelujah Oh, hallelujah. Amen. If you got to tell somebody, I've got zeal for God's house, you don't have zeal for God's house. If you got to tell somebody, oh, I'm submitted to pastor, you're not submitted to pastor. If you got to tell somebody, oh, I love my church, uh, I, 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 you know, I really enjoy coming up and, oh, and, and cleaning church, really enjoy volunteering for Sunday school. I really enjoy doing extra work around the church house. Where's our zeal for the house of God? Oh, God's talking to us tonight. Hallelujah. He's talking to me tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. God's talking to me. Where's my zeal? Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, God, give us a zeal. Oh, for your house. Give us a zeal. Hallelujah. That's in Psalm 69 and 9. Let the disciples remember that prophetic word. Amen. As Jesus cleanses the temple. Jesus didn't have to tell them, I have, I have zeal for my house. I think that started whenever they saw him begin to assemble the whip and start walking towards the house of God. Where are you going, Jesus? What, uh, uh, what's, uh, where, we, where are we heading? What, what are we doing? Is, oh, we're going to the church. Oh, okay, well, um, well, I'm here. I got my Bible, and I'm dressed just right, and I got everything together, and uh, I paid my tithes, and I should be good there, and uh, giving in offerings, I should be okay. Well, okay, well, what's, what's the worst thing that could happen? Maybe we're just going to pray with the whip or... I always pray with the whip in my hand. I no, he says something's different today. Something. I seen a look in his eye. He's a pretty passive guy, this Jesus. Oh, they could talk about him. They could do some, man, they could say some re rude things. He just cool, calm, and collected. Well, boy, I've never seen this look in the eyes of the master. Well, I've never seen this passion in his eyes before. Uh, he, he looks pretty upset. I've never seen this side of him. I've never seen him this way. Hallelujah. Probably been hundreds of years that that temple had been operating in the condition that it, had, it was at that point. I mean, 400 silent years, I would imagine it had been probably a couple hundred at least that it had been operating just as so. Just with money changed. That was just commonplace. That was just, that's how we have church. 
We, we, we come to church and don't pay attention. We come to church and just walk through, just go through service. We just come through revival. We just do the minimum. This is how it is. Yeah, I know, but tonight I think it's going to be a little different. I think Jesus is trying to, to change and shake some things up today because he's got a whip, and he's coming into the house. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And those that don't have quite the zeal, amen, I think he's trying to encourage somebody today. You need to get some zeal back in your life for the house of God. Amen. The physical building that we are in. I know it's sheetrock, and I know it's, but this was as as well, amen, a temple made of stone and a temple made of wood. Amen. But Jesus says, you've made my house a den of thieves. Get out your thieving ways. Get out your ways. Amen. They're never meant to be in this house. Amen. This is a house of prayer. Amen. And from that day, I believe the house of God was a little different. I don't think they came in quite the same way as they were when they walked in. I think from that day forward, amen, they came back and people brought their sacrifice with them. I think they brought a sacrifice with them. They didn't wait to get their sacrifice once they got there. Amen. So, oh yeah, by the way, can I get a couple uh, doves? I got I to gotta, I gotta pray here just a little bit. Uh, can, I get a, can I get something here? I, I got to offer God something. No, I got a feeling they're at home and looking in their flocks going, um, uh, no, that's not good enough. Uh, 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 that's, okay, that's a now. Well, that's better, but man, I, I don't think that one's good enough. I, I gotta give. I want to give my best. I'm going to the house of God. I want to give my best. Okay, that one right there. That one. Yes, yes, yes. That's, let's bring that one. Come on. Yeah, let's take that one and walk in. Amen. With their gift, their sacrifice unto the house of God, and they get there and they say, yeah, "Priest, here it is. God, thank you for allowing me to, to cleanse my sins and to wash me." Amen. I'm telling you, their approach to the house of God changed when Jesus came in. Amen. Amen. And disrupted their world. Hallelujah. 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 The zeal of thine house beat me up. That zeal, that spiritual fervor to defend the house of God has eaten me up. Has overwhelmed me with emotion. It's consumed my strength. Everything about me, amen, is consumed with this house. Amen, with seeing a move of God in this house. Amen. I'm telling you, it's the zeal, not as Jehu. Jehu was satisfied, amen, with Bethel. He was satisfied with worship at Dan. Amen, to a golden calf. Amen, and going through the motions of worship. Amen, but Jesus... The the disciples said, they remember, oh, this is the zeal that has eaten up the Lord. Hallelujah. All four Gospels record, amen, where Jesus cleanses the temple. All four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Amen. But only one book, amen, it's the book of John that does and uses this phrase, thy zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. Amen. I know, brother. Again, I know he taught, he's so always teaches so well and explaining the significance of the books Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew representing Jesus as a king, royalty. Amen. Amen. Mark representing Jesus as a servant. Luke represents Jesus as a man in his humanity, but John represents Jesus as deity. It's only in the book of John. Where we find this phrase, the zeal of that house. The Spirit of God is grieved. The Spirit of 
God himself is grieved when you can come into the house of God. Nonchalant. Amen. I'm not trying to, to I'm not trying to hurt anyone here tonight. I'm not trying to be, I, I'm trying to, I'm telling you, God is, is grieved. He wants to restore his house to what it was intended for. He wants to make sure, just get things right. Get things cleaned out. Hallelujah. Get out the things, amen, that you might have brought in. Amen. There was just, there was just a, a casual approach unto me. Only John records that the deity, the Spirit of God, being grieved. And says, hey, I'm going to speak now. Here's how I feel about this situation. I'm not pleased. I'm not pleased. I'm so concerned. God's concerned with his house. Hallelujah. Here's what we learn. This omnipotent, this all-powerful God, this all-knowing God, this everywhere-present God, he fills all time and space who has his throne in heaven when his footstool is here on earth. He cares about what's going on in the house of the Lord. Oh, God. Again, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to depress anyone here today. I'm not trying to bring anyone down. Amen. But there's a casual approach unto the things of God. That God is saying, hey, I've got more for you than that. Come on. You like miracles. I, I've got more miracles. But you're going to have to change your approach. I, 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 I want to give you miracles. I want to give you glory. I want to give you anointing. That's what I'm trying to say tonight, church. Amen. Is God is saying, hey, I want my presence to dwell in your presence. I want to come into this sanctuary, but I can't come in. Amen. And be pleased with a casual approach unto me. Solomon completed his work on this temple. Then immediately develops some concerns over all the efforts that have been made. Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 18 through 19 says, But will God in very deed dwell with men on the earth? He asked the question, I built this temple. Is God actually going to dwell here? Well, God, what fear must have gripped Solomon? Will God very indeed dwell with men on earth? We hold heaven and the heaven of heavens can't contain him. How much less this little old house that I've built. Have respect, therefore, to the prayer of thy servant. He's speaking to God and to his supplication. O Lord, my God, to hearken unto the cry and prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee. Solomon has a fear. He goes, after all this work, what if God chooses not to dwell here. After all this prayer, after all this effort, after all the work we've put into this, what if? So he says, okay, God, I've got to, I'm going to ask you a question here. I'm going to pray. God, I want you to hear me. This is important, God. And so he begins a prayer. He begins a prayer. Amen. In verse 20 and 21, he says, that thine eyes may be opened. Upon this house 
day and night upon this house, upon the place whereof thou hast said that thou wouldest put thy name there, to hearken unto the prayer which thy servant prayeth toward this place. Hearken therefore unto the supplication of thy servant and of thy people Israel, which they shall make toward this place. Hear thou from thy dwelling place, even from here. I know you're in heaven, but hear us in this house. God, I know you're in heaven. I know you're everywhere, but God, we've built this house for you. And our people are praying from this house. We're counting on you, God, to show up. God, we're hoping, we're praying, we're believing you're going to show up in this house. Hear thou from thy dwelling place, even from heaven, when thou hearest, forgive. You can read through verse 22 and 23. Uh, it says, if one man sins against another, and the man who sinned against prays before, then the altar in this house. Then God will punish the wicked. Verse 24 and 25, if Israel sins and their enemies overcome them, but if they shall return and confess thy name and pray and make supplication before thee in this house, then hear thou from heaven and forgive the sin of the people of Israel. Bring them again unto the land which thou gavest to them, to their fathers. Verse 26 and 27, if Israel sins and there is no rain, yet if they pray toward this place, confess thy name and turn from their sin, Lord, hear from heaven and forgive them and send rain. 28 through 31, if bad things come along, if there's dirt in the land or pestilence or blasting or mildew, locusts or caterpillars, besieged of their enemies, whatever sore or sickness, Lord, honor the prayer of the one who lifts their hands in this house. Verse 32 and 33, if the stranger comes and prays in this house, then answer that prayer too. Verse 34 and 35, if you call the people to war and they pray toward the house which I have built for thy name, Lord, hear their supplication. Verse 36 through 39, if the people sin and get carried away, then they recognize they sin against you, and they, then they repent and pray toward the house which I have built for thy name. Forgive the people. Verse 40, now, my God, let I beseech thee, thine eyes be open, and let thine ears be attent unto the prayer that is made in this place. He's talking about the temple that he had built. He was worried. I'm worried of all this work. And God's not going to come and fill this temple with His glory. I'm worried that all the effort we're putting into this, we're going to do something to mess up the glory of God. I, I'm worried God would, no, 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 hear my prayer. If strangers come and they sin, let them pray in this place. And, and let them be forgiven. If we mess up, let us come to this place. God, He's saying, God, in every instance, in every circumstance, let this place be a place of refuge. Let this be the place we can come to and call on your name and you'll hear us. Let this place be a place where your glory can fall. Whenever I've walked away from you, when I've messed up, let me come into this place, to this altar, in this house. Lord, hear our prayer from this house. Hallelujah. Can somebody be concerned tonight? Amen. That God just might not show up. Amen. In this house for you because of your approach unto Him. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we approach God like Jehu. Whoa, look at my zeal. Every now and again in an altar call. Woo, we shout and we'll dance and worship. And Amen. But I'm telling you, our house. Hallelujah, our house. You ought to get a concern, a desperation. Says God, I don't want to show up tonight and you not be there. I don't want to show up and you not be there to forgive me of my mistakes. And forgive me of my mishaps and my, my failures. This house, in this house, in this building, church. 
Oh, hallelujah. Solomon ends his prayer. And God and Solomon come to an agreement. Second Chronicles 7, verse 1 through 2. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. God and Solomon had made an agreement about the house of God. And to this day, God is honoring that agreement. If you want to meet God, truly meet God, you can meet him in this house tonight. I'm talking truly meet him face to face in this house. God made a promise. He said, okay, Solomon, I'm going to agree with you in this house, in this building. I'll come here. When you're in trouble, I'll meet you in this house. If you need, if you're a wayward lost soul and you want to meet with me, I'll meet with you in this house. Amen. That's the promise of God tonight. Amen. If you need the Holy Ghost, whoo, I'm telling you, it's here. Amen. He wants to meet you in this house, in this altar. Amen. Because he made the promise. He made the promise to Solomon. Okay, Solomon, I'm going to fill. I hear your prayer. I'm going to answer. And I'm going to come down and then fill this house with my glory. Oh, we've got a hope. But though he accepted, amen, sister. Becca, if you'd come to the music. He accepted this temple. But his acceptance was conditional. He heard the prayer of Solomon. He heard Solomon's concern. Oh, God, if I've done all this, and then you don't show up, what are we going to do? Where's our hope? Where's our salvation going to come from if you're not going to meet with us in this house? What's going, where, where do we have hope if we don't have the church? Hallelujah. Amen. I know I've driven in my car and felt the presence of God. Amen. But Solomon and God didn't have a conversation about my car. He had a conversation. I guarantee you, you come into the house of God. You have a need. He'll meet it. Hallelujah. That's what the house of God's for. Amen. It's not to soothe our conscience. It's not to go through the motions. Amen. It's to answer the prayer that Solomon prayed. If we mess up, can we have a place where we, you'll come and meet us? If, if we have problems in life, can you will you please meet us? That's what the house of God is for. Amen. Solomon had a zeal for the house of God. Woo. Oh, God accepted this agreement. But he put some conditions. He put a clause. He put a clause in the agreement. Second Chronicles 7, verse 12 through 16. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer. <laughs> Does that mean anything to you tonight? God came and said, I heard your prayer. What have you been praying? What miracle have you been praying for? What lost loved one have you been praying for? What situation have you been praying for? 
The Lord said, I heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. Verse 13, it says, if I shut up heaven, then there's no rain. If I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. Here's where we're going to have agreement. Here's where the rubber meets the road. I'll agree to meet you in this temple, in this house, in this place. I'll do everything you've asked me to. I will do everything, Solomon, you have asked me to do in this place. Under this condition. Is if I've shut up heaven, if I've commanded the locusts, if I've sent pestilence among my people, if you'll come into this house, if you'll come to this house, verse 14, and he goes on and says, if in this house, he's talking about the house of God, he's talking about the temple of God, he's saying, I'll come here, Solomon. I'll do everything you asked. And if you have, you come into trouble and there's situations, you come to this house. You tell the people, come to this house. And if my people in this house, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. And in my house, They'll seek my face. And in my house, they'll turn from their wicked ways. If they'll do this in my house, this is the agreement, Solomon. I'll put my name in this house. As if when you get into trouble, you'll come to this house and you'll seek me once again. Oh. <laughs> He says, it's then will I hear from heaven. And I'll forgive your sin. <laughs> In this house. And I'll heal your land. In this house. Verse 15. Now mine eyes shall be open. And my ears attend unto the prayer that is made. In this place. <laughs> Tonight God's looking with his ear toward this house. Saying, is there any cries of my people coming from the house? Do I hear any prayers coming from, from my house, from my people? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hearing anything. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> Hold on just a moment. What's that? Maybe I do hear just a little something welling up in somebody tonight. Maybe I do hear just a little bit. Verse 16, he says, For now I've chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart shall be there at the house of God.
perpetually. God is over, emotionally overwhelmed with zeal, spiritual fervor to defend his house from becoming a place of convenience, a house of merchandise, or a place of cheap worship. Jesus walked into that temple as God. God manifest in flesh. And he remembered his agreement with Solomon and was grieved at what he saw with his eyes. He says, no, this is where I'm going to meet with my people. You're hindering somebody from getting victory. Get out of here. You, you, you get that stuff out of here. You're hindering somebody from getting the Holy Ghost. You're hindering somebody from getting a miracle. You're hindering somebody. Get out of this place. You got to get cleaned up. This house, I've got zeal for the house of God. It's eating me up. Moments of zeal moments of zeal in your life are not going to cut not going to make the cut when you walk into the house of God and you lack a zeal for the house of God oh man I prayed I fasted man I man, I fasted seven days oh I, man I man, I Man, I feel so strong. Look at me. I fasted. I prayed. Man, I tithe. I give. I, I do. I mean, I, ah, whatever. I just do stuff. Look at me. Look at my zeal. And God said, no. You've got no concern from my house. Get a concern from my house. Because it's in the house. This building here tonight, I believe God has made an agreement. You believe me. You listen to think I'm crazy. But God... I've heard my pastor pray through this, these years that we've been here, morning time. God, I want to see your glory in this house. God, I want to see revival in this house. God, I want to see miracles restored in this house. God, I want to see power restored, amen, in this house. Hallelujah. And I believe God said, okay, I'll agree with you. Under a condition. If in this house. My people. Which are called by my name. Shall humble themselves and pray. Seek my face. Turn from their wicked ways. I'll grant you your petition. I'll never leave this place. I'll always be here. When somebody walks away from God and they come back, if my people are praying, I'll meet that lost soul at this altar. If my people are praying, if they've got a zeal for my house, when they're having marital problems, I promise I'll meet them at this altar. I'll make that commitment to you. I'll make that commitment that 
if some, somebody walks off the street bound by addiction, if my people are praying, if my people are right with me, if they're seeking my face, I promise I'm going to meet that soul at the altar. And I'm going to deliver them from cigarettes and alcohol and drugs, pornography, addiction. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody tonight, I'm through. Somebody needs, let's talk to the Lord. Let's not go about this casual. Amen. God's reaching for us. Somebody get a zeal. Somebody get a zeal once again for the house of the Lord. Oh, come on. We've got to get a zeal for this house. Not just living for God, but this house, this building, these pews, this platform, these instruments, this Sunday school rooms.